Welcome to Live Daf, your online Daf Yomi Shir. Shalom Aleichem and welcome back to today's Daf Hayemi Maseches Soita Daf Ches. We are holding on Zayin Amud Beis at the last line on the bottom. Vim Amra Tahirhi Maalin Oisa L'Shari Mizrach. Back to the Mishnah. We are in Isha. Disregarded the warning of her husband and went into seclusion with this man, we bring her up to the Bezdin, the Sanhedrin, in order to serve her the May Saita. Now, first we try to intimidate, we try to discourage her. Look, please admit, instead of having to go through this procedure, but if she insists, she sticks to her guns, I am totally innocent, then we proceed. So we bring her up to the eastern entranceways of the of the Beis Hamidash of the Azor. Asks the Gemara, Ma'alan Oisa, we have to bring her up? She was already there interacting with the Sanhedrin who are located in that position. Ma'alan Oisa, what do you mean we bring her up? Hasam Kaima, she's already there. That's where the Sanhedrin were located. The Ma'askinala the answer is, we try to shake her up, so we First, bring her up there to the Sanhedrin. Then, Maskinila, we take her back down, out, out of the Harabayas, all the way down. Umachtinila, then we bring her back up. Kdele Yaga, to wear her out and to intimidate her further so that perhaps this back and forth and this uh, being tossed around would shake up her resolve and indeed she would admit if in fact she is guilty. Like we find elsewhere. We apply this method to the Edom. The Sanya, Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar Aymer. We have witnesses who are coming to say Edom regarding very, uh, very, uh, a, a very critical case. We want to ensure their trustworthiness. What do we do? We take them from one place to the other, to and fro. So they get a bit intimidated and shaken up. And if in fact they're making it up, perhaps this would undo it and would uh, discourage them from proceeding. Okay, so we take her to that location, to the Sha'ar Mizrach, which was also called Sha'ar Niknor, that was the entranceway to the Azara. So that actual, you know, doorway was not Kodesh Bikdushas Azora, in which case all types of people can stand there. Shasham Mashkinasa Soites, that's where the Soite would stand when she was given the waters. Who else? The mission speaks about the uh, women who gave birth to bring and bring their carbonates, they stand there. The Mitzoyra would stand there. Asks the Gemara, what are all these people doing there? Bishlemus Soites, I understand why a Soite would be positioned at that place. Because the Torah clearly says, as such, we bring the Isha, we present her Lifnei Hashem, and Rashi says, that's a reference to the Pesach, used to enter the Azar. So, we put her at the main entranceway, that's where we take care of the Mesoita. Mitzaran Nami, likewise by the Mitzaira, that's where he stands, Tachsiv, Vehemed HaKoyin HaMetair, the Koyin, takes the um, the man and puts him 
לפני השם פסח אוהל מועד. אוקיי. אלו יולדס, מי טיימה. But why is a Yoledes positioned over there when she brings the Korbanais? Is it for the following reason? That when a person brings a Korban, he is meant to be present. It's something personal. It represents his sacrifice to Hashem. Now, Although he would like to go into the Azorah, but since he's a Mechusar Kapara, he's lacking the Kapara of the Korban, he has to stand outside. That's the perfect place to stand. Far enough, but close enough. The Snan, as we have a Mishnah, that being present is important. Ein Korbono Yishel Odem Korib, Ela Imkein Oimid Al Gabav. When he's meant to stand, when he's meant to be present, he's meant to witness the bringing of his Korban. So that's why the Yoleda stands there. Is that the case? Is that the reason? Yeah, if that's so, then why only a Yoleda? Zavin. Azava is Nami. What about other people? Azava, Azava, whose stomach needs to bring a carbon. That's a perfect place to stand. Why don't we mention them? Enoch Nami, you're right. They also belong on the list, but we just mentioned one as an example. Vitana, our Tana, Chada, Minayunaka, just mentioned one of the Mechusar Kapara. Mentioned the Yoleda, but really... It's just one item on this whole long list of possibilities. We have the Zav, the Zava, all those individuals would also be standing right there when, in fact, they bring their Karbonas Tana Rabbonam. In Mashkin Achas. We never attend to two Soites at once. So you don't get them to drink the water standing together. We don't want uh, the, the accompanying Isha the one standing next to her to give her that psychological boost, that boost of confidence, which would make it very difficult for her to be genuine and to perhaps admit of any wrongdoing. Look, she sees her friend standing there stubbornly sticking to her denial. So even if she's, uh, this one is ready to admit, but she can't bring herself to do it. So better do it on an individual basis, each one separate. This is not the main reason why we don't pair them up. It's a pasuk, Amakra. What's Oysa? Each woman on her own. Question. Why does the Tanakam have to give that reason, that psychological reason? It's a Pasuk, each Isha separately. The answer is, you're right. Tanakama, you know who this Tanakama is? The Tanakama who adds reason to the Pasuk. Rabbi Shimini, this is the well-known Rabbi Shimon, the Darash Tama, the Krahul, seeks to elaborate on the reason behind the Pasuk. Uma Tamkama. Tanakama, of course, knows about this Pasuk. But it's Rup Shimon who elaborates. What is in fact the reason behind it? Can we find a re- rationale, something to explain? And the reason is Matam We want her to be genuine, not to be, uh, you know, boosted by her friend, and perhaps this would facilitate a genuine approach and perhaps bring about her admission. 
Now, both Rabbi Yehuda, who simply sources the, the Pasuk, and Rabbi Shimon, who is based on the Pasuk, but has another explanation, both are basically saying the same thing. Each Isha is separate. Might be not any nafkamina, any difference between whether you add the reason or not. Ikimna, the difference would be in a situation where the reason doesn't apply. Roisasas. Samagar's racist says the women are sort of quivering out of fear. So you see their confidence has been pretty diminished. There's no issue of you know pride and confidence. In this case, there's no concern if if the reason is because of the confidence issue. So you can give them both to drink at the same time. But according to the view, that's a pasuk. Each one separately, irrespective of the you know, emotional state of the isha. Asks the Gemara, but even when they're quivering and they're clearly intimidated, why would Reb Shimon allow them to be served at once? We never try uh, to bundle mitzvahs up, Rashi says. It looks like you're just trying to unload that load, trying to get rid of the mitzvahs quickly. Each one deserves its own special, you know, attention. That's not in Mashkin We're not meant to do two sites at once. We don't uh, go through the taharas uh, two at once. We don't bore the air of two slaves at once. When you find somebody killed, killer unknown, you bring the egla arufa. You don't do two cases at once. Why? We never tie together and bundle mitzvahs bulk and wholesale. So in any case, we don't do it. And you're telling me that if uh, we see that she's uh, quivering, there's no concern of of libel gospel, we do two at once? What about mitzvahs? Some say it was Rav Kahana. Like Kasha, the answer is Depends who's doing it. Depends how many people are involved. You're right. One kain shouldn't be doing two at once. It looks like he's just trying to get it over with. But if you have two kainim, each one taking care of an isha separate, that's, that would be okay if not for the fact that we have the, the Pasuk, or you're concerned about Libo Gaspa, which would not apply when it's racist. So bottom line is, Brisa says, Ein mashkin Why? Each one separate. According to Reb Shimon, sure, there's a Pasuk, but it's only when there's a concern of Libo Gaspa Bechaverta, of the, um, you know, the emotional boost that she gets from seeing her friend um, denying her, her story. But if it's a case where Apparently she is fully fearful of the situation. There's no issue of Libo Gaspa. You can go ahead and do two together, provided it doesn't look like you're trying to get over with. Provided you have one kind tending to each each uh, to each site separately. So Misha continues, the coin grabs her begodim and it can tear and her goof can be exposed a bit on Rabban Paras Roisha Isha. Perhaps you only uncover her hair. Gufa Minayim, what about part of the Guf? Tamalaymar, 
the Pasuk adds the word Ha'isha. We know we're speaking about an Isha. Why do we have to add Ha'isha to tell you that even part of the goof is exposed in the process? Why does the Pasuk have to specify the hair? Because aside from exposing it and uncovering the hair, he also disrupts the hair arrangement, which makes it look more disheveled. So the Mishnah holds that we do that to the hair, and we also amigala some of the goof. Rabbi Yudha disagrees. He says, If her lave was attractive, you would be careful and not expose it. Why? We're concerned about the Yitzhahara affecting the people around her. But the Chachamim apparently are not concerned with that. Do you mean to say that Rabbi Yudha is concerned about Hirura and generating uh, inappropriate thoughts amongst the uh, crowd, and therefore we we seek to minimize her exposure. The Rabban apparently not concerned about that factor. Look, they say, you be Magala, some of the goof. We're not concerned about Hirur Yetzer Haram. We find that in, uh, in a different uh, case, in a different halacha, actually their their opinions seem to be reversed. This time we have a b'risa regarding the uh, skila process applied by Bezdin. So when a person is uh, liable to the uh, Misa of Skila, uh, they address him, and the Bryce says there's a difference in the way we treat the, uh, the man and the woman. By a man, we take a perik echad of a piece of cloth, and we cover him and the gender area in the front, by the isha, the front and back, because the erva is visible on all sides. Chachamim say, only a man uh, has the skila arum, he's undressed when we do the skila, but the isha is kept dressed. Apparently, we're not concerned. We are concerned about hearer. We keep her covered. Whereas Rabbi says, no. The same process applied to the ish is pretty much the process applied to the ish. We're not concerned about hearer avera, which seems to contradict his concern by Saita. Amarab, the answer is like this. The reason why by Saita Rabbi Yudah is really concerned, because we don't know what's going to happen. Perhaps she'll walk away from the. May Saita squeaky clean. Alive and well. And the young Kahanam who witnessed the scene and were confronted with the exposure will now have the Yitzhahara to instigate her. So here we're concerned. What over there in the Skila is a Girsahimitkatelis. She's getting killed. She's not going to be around. For there to be any concern. So therefore exposure is not a concern. Perhaps will say, Perhaps a person witnessing this exposure will now be inclined to be drawn to other other uh, Averis. Rav says there's no concern. I have a Kabbalah for my Rabbeim. The Ein Yetzir Hara Shodat. Yetzir only has an effect on a person. If it's the thing that he saw, only this situation instigates him. But witnessing one scene will not affect him regarding a different situation. So therefore, since the Isha here is not going to be around, 
to present a challenge. So then we're not concerned. So again, we had a kasha. Rabbi in Saita is concerned. Don't be Megala delay, but concerned by Tahara, by Skila. We undress the Isha like the Ish. Answer is, because there she's getting killed. There's no longer a concern of Yitzhahara. Here, she might be around. If she turns out to be Tahira. Amar I don't understand. The Rabbi the Rabbi Kash. We seem to be concerned about a stero with Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi here, Rabbi Yehuda by Skila. That was the Kash. The Rabbanana, the Rabbanana like Kash. What happened with the stero between the two? Shita is Chachamim. What happened to that contradiction? In Saita, the Chachamim don't seem to be concerned about revealing her guf. And by Skila, they say Isha is covered during the Skila procedure. What happened to that? What happened to that stira? Elam Rav says, Rav, I'll answer both things. The Rabida, the Rabida, the stira regarding Rabida, like Kasha, can be answered because Shanina, as we explained. The Rabbanon, the Rabbanon, regarding the stira within the Rabbanon, that too can be explained as follows. There's a difference between both between both halachas. Halacha time and might. The reason why the Chachamim tell us that a Saita should be shamed in this manner, we want all women to take heed, to take lesson, not to allow themselves to this type of situation, to bring suspicion upon themselves, to maintain their etzniyas. There's a purpose in doing this. What greater lesson than just the fact that she's getting killed? You don't need more than that. And therefore, there's no need to uh, remove the Libgadam. The Chitema perhaps will say, apply both elements. The uh, actual uh, punishment of killing and the shame and embarrassment that will come along with that by removing the Libgadam. Omar of Nachman, Omar Rabbi Bravo, no. True, she's Chay of Misa, but you can still have compassion. Omar Kro, that applies even in this case. Choose the best possible way of applying the Misa. Don't apply any undue emotional pain if it's not necessary for the mitzvah. So, bottom line is, we answered the Kasha. By Saita, we want everybody to take Musa. So we shame and embarrass her. We amagalar part of her body as well, to be mevayisher. But when it comes to skila, you're killing her. That's the that's the biggest Musa to anybody around. Why don't we add the busha of removing the Bugadim? It's not necessary. Asks the Gemara, okay, so Lema, the Rav Tanoi, perhaps this Chiddush of Rav Nachman, that we minimize the hardship by the skila is actually subject to Machlekes Tanoim because the Chachamim are concerned about her uh, busha, whereas Rabida says uh, even Aisha is in Skelas Aruma without Begadim. Apparently he's not concerned about this issue of Yafa. we pile it up, physical pain, emotional pain, it's all part of the Aynish. Says the Gemara, no, you don't have to say that. Perhaps everybody, even Rabbi Yudah, would agree to Rav Nachman in principle. But here, in the case of Skila, 
removal of, of garments hastens the process although it adds more emotional hardship but it, it quickens the the Misa and it makes the Misa experience shorter so physically it's easier to bear although you're adding emotional discomfort as well the question is which way you go it's delicate balance so everybody is, agree, is, is in agreement the Kuli Alma Isla Rav Nachman he meant to make it as speedy and uh, painless as possible Machlekes here is as follows Mar Savar Bezyoinei Odefle Tfei that a person's emotional considerations, bizillion of of, of, of you know, busha and prestige, is, is is higher, stronger, is more important. It's more painful to be embarrassed. That factor stands higher, otherfully than physical pain. Meaning, the skila in a dressed state minimizes the emotional but prolongs the actual physical tsar. A person would rather undergo physical tsar if it spares him of emotional discomfort. Unbelievable. So that's the chachamim. Do it dressed, even though it takes a bit longer, but at least you're sparing her of the emotional. Pusha. Umar sabar tsara dugufei odifle tfemi bidzionei. Whereas the uh, Rabbi holds, it's the opposite. Tzara guf, physical pain, stands higher than bizarre than shame. Therefore, better. Um, do it uh, undressed, therefore, it will hasten the process, it would quicken the Misa, despite the fact that it has uh, extra bizarre. The uh, physical factor stands higher than the emotional factor. Okay, so in summation, we had a double stira. Uh, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, and Rabbanan on the Rabban. Here in Masechah Saita, Rabbi Huda tells us, don't uh, expose the Isha unnecessarily. We don't want to create a pitfall and Yetzirah, whereas by Skilo, he holds that uh, the Isha is uh, going to be undressed before the Skilo. We're not concerned about the Hirur, and the answer is big difference. Over here, the Isha might get through this process uh, safely she might walk away alive and well in which case she'll present a pitfall to those who had witnessed her uh, during that process there's a concern about whereas by Skila she's no longer around regarding the Chachamim over here by Saita they say uh, expose the guf whereas by uh, Skila they say the Isha is uh, put to death with the Begadim and the answer to that was uh, the point by Saita is to expose her to the sheveler, to make it look ugly, and bring her shame and embarrassment so that others will take lesson and maintain their tznius, whereas by Eskila, it's unnecessary. It's just the fact that you're putting her to death, that's the biggest musar, the biggest lesson to all. And we actually try to spare her any unnecessary additional anguish and discomfort, and therefore we do the skila in a dressed manner. Rabbi Yudah holds just the opposite, you know. Uh, you want to hasten the death because Tsar HaGuf is a greater factor than Tsar HaNefesh and therefore 
just the opposite. Remove the clothing so that the uh, skila is hastened and is more efficient. Okay, the Mishnah continues. She was dressed in white. We switch it to black. However, if black looked good on this Isha, so actually it adorns her, we dress her with ugly looking clothing. She had jewelry. We remove that. Shita, of course, we make a look at disheveled and ugly. Hanimi Bayu, is there any need to discuss? Certainly we remove the jewelry. Why even mention it? Mahadatema, perhaps, I would think just the opposite. Bahani, by wearing jewelry in this, uh, you know, while she is in this disheveled, exposed manner, Isla Bizoyantfei actually adds shame and embarrassment. Damrinchi, as people say, Shliach, he's been undressed, Artel standing without clothing, Vesai Masani wearing shoes. It's it's a comical scene, and therefore, perhaps we leave the uh, jewelry on her, which will make it even look more ludicrous. Kamashmon, the answer is no. We don't take chances. We want to remove any uh, element of beauty. After which they bring this rope, um, which is sort of uh, strapped around the begotten to keep them from falling. Boy, Rabbi Abba. He asked the question, This chevel, how important is it? Is it going to hold up the process? Do we wait for the chevel amitri? Is the whole point is to keep the godim up? And therefore, if you don't have the chevel amitri, just bring anything. So even just a strap would work. Or perhaps there's a special reason to insist on the chevel amitri. As we learn later on, he It's all measure for measure. She strapped herself with this nice belt to present herself to this um, other person to attract him. That's why the coin brings this very chevel, this ugly looking rope, and um, ties it to the begadim above the chest area. It's mida for what she did. So therefore, it's ma'akev. It, uh, it's important to do this. So what is it? Is it just a, a means to keep the gadam up? Any strap will do? Or is it a specific thing? Amalait and Isos, he responded, we have the Mishnah, which says, Mishnah says, you bring the chevel, and you tie the gadam up, to keep the gadam from falling down. So apparently, although it's important to have the chevel amitri, perhaps there's this factor, yeah, very important, but it's not critical. We don't hold up the process as long as you can find anything to do the job. The Mishnah continues, Anybody wants to watch can come watch. The wording of the Mishnah seemed to be inherently difficult to understand. Amr's first you begin, Anybody wants to watch, come and watch. Apparently there's no difference between men, women, anybody can... Come watch. Then it says, no, only women come to watch. Which sounds like Noshim in, only women. Anoshim but not men. So which way is it? You're right, only women come to watch. When the Mishnah began, anybody means anybody from the women's folk. Amalei Rava says, Rava, no. Mishnah clearly says, anybody wants to come watch, does so. Men or women. Elam Rava Rava says like this: Anybody who wishes to witness the scene, go ahead. 
irrelevant if it's a man or a woman. So men and women are allowed onto the scene. But it's more important that women should come see. They actually have to come watch. There's a reason, a specific reason for women to come so that they take heed, they take lesson and act bits news. Mishnah continues. The same way a person conducts himself, Hashem responds to him in kind. This is one of the midays of Hashem. On the bad side, on the good side, Hashem does midah, listen to this, there's a marasha in Meseches Megillah, Daflamad Aleph on Rebbeis, who says that, especially when it comes to Einish, Hashem does it as a chesed. Look, a person, Loyalinu, you know, runs into a hard time. It's a chesed from Hashem that if a person plays, pays close attention, he can see, very often he can see, it corresponds to his behavior. And this uh, makes it easier for him to decipher what's going on and to pinpoint the source of that, of that hardship and allows him to do tshuva and do away with that oinish. So midah is a wonderful chesed of Hashem to uh, make things clear for us. We find this especially by the Yisaita. We treat her in a way of midah connected midah. He kishtas atzmal avera. She adorned herself to attract avera. Hamokim nivla. Pasuk says, do just the opposite. Take her and make her look disheveled and shabby. He gilsas atzmal avera. She exposed herself avera. Hamokim gilo aleo. The Torah exposed her. Biyorech eschila avera tchila. She began with the thigh area. And then the stomach area. That, that's the way she did the Avera. That's why when the Einish hits her, it's first the lower part of the body and then it moves up to the Beta. And of course, the whole body is swept along with it. So nothing was spared. But in terms of the you know the process, it's clear that it was corresponding to the Avera. Everybody sees and understands and takes lessons. Comes an interesting point. Omar of Yosef, Afagav de Bimida. Even though the actual, you know, four methods of Misa applied by the Bezdin, Betela, that's no longer active. We don't have that today. But Bimida, the idea of Mida connected Mida, that Hashem will apply a similar process to a person who's deserving of Misa. A process which uh, resembles, which is similar to that specific Misa that that person is deserving, that still applies today. That's not bottle. As a race of Torahs elsewhere, even after the Churban, even though we no longer have the Sanhedrin, who applies capital punishment, but the four Misa procedures are still active. What do you mean? They're no longer here. Ella, what he meant is like this. Din Arba Mises The concept of Arba Mises. We're not cancelled. Which means, Mishan is high of skill. If a person is deserving of skill, which involves throwing him off the building, etc. So, a similar mishap, chas will occur to him. managag, can fall off the roof. Or an animal will just attack him and knock him down. 
Likewise, by strafa, mission is chayv strafa. Deserving of burning. Oy nefa, but like all end up on a fire. Oy nechash makisha will be bitten by a snake, whose fiery, burning venom will attack him. Mission is chayv hariga. Person was deserving of beheading. Oy nem salamachos. Either be given over to the authorities who treat him as such. Oy listen, boy, and Olaf will be attacked by robbers who behead him. Mission is chayv chanika. Choking. Oy teve benar. End up drowning in a nar. In a river, oy mes v'surchi will be afflicted by the surchi neck uh, related illness. Tanya, hoy Rabbi Omer, minayin shabamidash adam moidet, ba moidet nulay. Where do we find this idea of midah kenegad midah? That a person gets corresponding to his actions. Shanamar b'sa'asa, ashanav sa'a, a large container, b'shilcha t'rivena. Rashi says, b'soich oisasa atzma, kshata m'shalcha la'avadin t'rivena. You throw away the container, that same container. Meaning you throw away an opportunity, do something wrong, that same energy, that same behavior will come, come around, come back to haunt him. In Yelisa, perhaps this only applies to a, a large container, a large Aveira, a large misdeed. What about minor Averis? Menayin Lurabis Tarkav, what about a half a Sa'a, just a muscle? Half a saw is three kav, treva kav, two and one. So three three kav, that's a half measure. Or even a smaller measure, v'chatsi tarkav, half of that. Even just a kav, v'chatsi kav, roiva, quarter, v'chatsi rabi, half a quarter, tuman. V'uchli, really small measures, basically, even a minor misdeed. Does that elicit the midah k'nege midah? Yes, minayin, how do we know that? Tamalayim ki kol so'in so'in barash. So, sa'in uh, is a, like a small saw, even a small measure, also elicits that response. Umanayin shokol pruto pruto. Now, let's say a person doesn't have and sees no retribution. It's coming. Hashem keeps cheshben. Hashem keeps record. Umanayin shokol pruto pruto. Even a penny at a time. Mitzvah refus lecheshben gadol will actually add up to a large, a large number. Meaning Hashem sometimes is patient with a person. And even if he doesn't get retributed right away, doesn't get the Einish right away, it doesn't mean it's been deleted. It all adds up. Tamalaymar, achas, lachas, one on one. Limtzei cheshbon will culminate in a cheshbon and we will be reckoned for. So we have this idea of Midah Kenegad Midah, which is highlighted in the Parsha of Soita. We'll just start a little bit and continue tomorrow. Mechem Matzina Basoita, likewise, we find by the Soita. Shabbat Midah Shemadad. In the same fashion that she conducted herself, the same way we respond to her. For instance, he She stood by the doorway of a home to attract other people. to expose herself to this person. What happens then? She's placed in public at the Shar Niknor. Umarek puts her there, and now she's exposed and shamed before all passerby. What else? He partially sedar non al roisha. He spread this nice scarf on her head. Kain takes that cap. Places it beneath her feet to trample upon, to embarrass her. We'll continue by the Shem tomorrow. So here we have the Midah on a negative uh, note, and of course it applies on a po- positive note as well. We're going to see the upcoming Sugi. So bottom line is, we have a site that was brought up to Besamikdash, uh, up and down, up and down, to make her... Uh, you know, weary and, and shake her up, hope, hoping that she will admit if in fact she's guilty, which would preempt the whole process and spare us the 
uh, racing of Hashem's name. We never uh, put two sites together as one. We have the Pasuk, uh, which says, Esau. We have the added Pshat of Rav Shimon because of that uh, you know, confidence that she might be feeding off her friend. But that wouldn't apply when we see that she's quivering. And again, this heta would only be allowed if there were two kayanim taking care of it. Otherwise, it looks like you're just trying to unload and get it over with. Paras Isha tells us we uncover the hair, we disrupt the hair, we uncover part of the goof. Uh, we have a stira between a Buda over here, a Buda over there, two Rabbanans. We explain that as well. Overall, we try to dishevel her, uh, make her look shabby, uh, and uh, we insist that the Nashim come and watch so that they have the Musar and maintain their Tznias. And we concluded with the idea of Midah, uh, connected Midah. All the best to you and much, much hasslacha.